It's very soon going to be Thanksgiving in the United States. And that gave me the excuse of getting two people that I really, really admire and treasure connection with, even though they're relatively new in my life. It was an excuse to get these two ladies on together to meet each other as well as to share their wisdom and their light with us. So I have today with, with us Vicki Smith, who is a hypnotherapist and a coach and a trainer and a psychologist. And she's so much more and becoming so much more all of the time. And I have Marianne Hughes, who is a divorced special needs parent who has used her pain to turn her into one of the best divorce coaches for special needs parents and a speaker and trainer with such a bright light and so much impact. Welcome, Marianne and Vicky. Thank you so much, Marcia. Oh, it's brilliant to be here. Lovely to see you again. So we are here to chat about how we make time for giving thanks in our lives. Sometimes, like in the States, we actually have a holiday to give us the reason and the push to give thanks. But so often our lives can be almost running themselves on automatic and your calendar runs you. So the night before you already feel the stress of what's coming tomorrow and you never get to pause and say, how do I fit thanks in? Or how do I shift into a more positive place in the middle of all the overwhelm and the bogging down? So we want to learn from you all in the countries where you are. And for Marianne, that's the United States. And for Vicky, that is the United Kingdom. So in your countries, how does Thanksgiving come in? Do you actually have celebrations that your countries have, holidays that your countries have? Or do you have certain practices in your family or in your community where this gets a place? Yeah, I'm happy to go first as Marianne in, in Houston, Texas. And so Thanksgiving in the U.S. is celebrated the fourth Thursday of November every year. And it started as a celebration of the harvest and a feast that the pilgrims um, celebrated with the Native Americans um, back in 1621 in Plymouth, Massachusetts. And from there, it's developed into a celebration of giving thanks for food, family, friends. And it's usually a very large holiday, uh, probably second to Christmas in terms of the uh, amount of activity and the food and all that that, that goes on around that. And so um, many families make a very large meal. The center usually is a large turkey sometimes ham, other uh, related foods that people maybe just have that time of year, like stuffing and cranberry sauce and things like that. And pumpkin pie is a very popular uh, food as well. But it's really to bring family and friends together and to give thanks. And in my family, we like to um, each acknowledge what we're each thankful for that Thanksgiving. Um, that's a special practice that we do. And for some people, it's a kickoff 
to the Christmas season, the day after is known as Black Friday. So people that can become the official start to the shopping season, which kind of adds a commercial spin uh, to it. And some people after their big dinner may watch a football game, which is a big event that happens as well. But for us, um, it's more low key because of my kids on the spectrum. So uh, in the past, my parents made a very nice meal. My mom actually came from another country. And so her memories of Thanksgiving also very special when she came to the U.S. for college. And she just appreciated being invited to people's homes, people opening up their homes and inviting her and including her in their their blessings. And so she brought those traditions, I guess, then as she started her family when we moved to the States later on, um, to have that nice big spread and have that joy and invite other people as well. And all times we'd be invited to other people's homes when we were young. But as my kids um, grew uh, with their autism, we, we weren't able to do a um, have maybe as, as loud and as boisterous um, an event as some people might. Um, one nice memory I have of my son at Thanksgiving when he was pretty young is because um, he was a very picky eater. And so I remember him grabbing a huge turkey leg and just eating it before the food was even served. So that's ever since then, we'd like to give him turkey legs. But that was our his first um, exposure, I guess, that I remember to um, to eating turkey and celebrating with that. So I gave, we gave thanks for that. But um, but yeah, so it's really for giving thanks. And, um, you know, when their kids are young in school, there's a lot of Christmas pageants around um, you know, dressing up like the, the first Thanksgiving. And from there, it's, you know, every family subways a little bit differently, but but there's um, there's so much in common. It's a, also a big travel day. I guess one of the big, biggest travel days um, right around Thanksgiving as well. And what about you, Vicky? Is there like a holiday for Thanksgiving in the UK? No, I mean, we don't have a Thanksgiving as such here at all. I mean, um, we do have a similar thing called a Harvest Festival. I'm not sure the exact dates of it. It's normally the late autumn. And generally with that, uh, generally the children's school, um, people like donate food and things and they distribute it to people within the community. So that's kind of the closest thing we've got to that. And that's really about giving thanks for the harvest, for the work. It's reaping the rewards of and, and uh, of the labour of the year gone by. And, and it's about bringing the community together and giving back to the community. So yeah, it's not really a big thing though. It's not like Thanksgiving is in in um, the US. We don't like have family dinners or anything like that. But so that's kind of the closest thing that we've got. And I'm here in Trinidad, which is in the Caribbean, and yet we definitely don't have a Thanksgiving. But I think for us, at least for my family, Christmas time might be our biggest gathering time. That is definitely the time that we say. Thanks for family. Thanks for love. Thanks for, you know, so many blessings that have come our way. Uh, because it's likely that Christmas time is the one time for the year that everybody meets up. My brother lives in Malaysia. That's 12 hours away. And at Christmas, he makes the effort to come home. So we get to see him for like one week before he goes. That definitely sparks Thanksgiving because it's the first time, you know, the three children in our home who are all grown now get to see each other. And of course, mom gets to see him 
and that's the one little son. So, you know, that's that's like, oh, you know, my baby is home and the other two of you, yeah, it's nice to have you too, <laughs> but the baby's home. <laughs> so we all feel very, very happy to be together. And the, then the gift giving certainly sparks a lot of gratitude and a lot of thanks. Um, so when it comes to you and your practice of Thanksgiving, I mentioned at the beginning that sometimes life can feel so busy and so packed that you don't get to be very mindful about what you give thanks for. Have you found yourself in a situation like that where maybe it's 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 that life is working on automatic and how do you find time or what do you do in order to to connect to that place of gratitude? What are your practices or what helps you to center? Vicky? Oh, sorry, it's just me. Sorry, sorry. Um, I, I just, <laughs> for me, um, I practice gratitude daily. It's a part of my daily routine because as soon as you put yourself in the, the emotion of gratitude, so you don't just think it, but you feel it, you immediately change the chemicals in your body. And that's what emotions are. Emotions are just chemicals felt in the body that are sent to the body by the brain. So the moment you really start to feel some gratitude, you can completely shift your emotional state. And I feel gratitude. It could be for anything and everything. You know, it could be the sun is shining or just for this breath, for this life. It could be that I have a home. It could be gratitude for my for my my two sons, for my grandson, for my family, for my friends. And it doesn't matter what emotional state you're in. You can take us or, or it doesn't matter where you are. You can take a second just to sort of breathe. And just feel a moment of gratitude. And if you focus on your breath as well, because your breath affects how you feel physically, it affects your emotions, too. If you combine just taking a nice deep breath in, just focusing on what you're grateful for in that moment, it can give a total shift. And I've done it in, in some really random places as well. I've done it in the supermarket before when I've been in there, got myself a bit stressed, a bit worked out, got a bit of a supermarket rage. <laughs> it's really crowded. I'm in a hurry. I don't want to be there, whatever. And it can shift your state back. In an instant, it's like this little magic little tool that I carry around in my bag with me. So, yeah, that's one. And another thing I do is I have a special tree. It's not in my garden. It's not my tree, but I call it my tree. And I go and I stand under that tree. And I don't know why, but I suddenly feel connected just to the ancient wisdom of the tree. And it just gives me perspective. It makes me just grounds me back into my body, back connected with myself and, and that can just be it can just transform how I feel it can take me from a really bad mood from feeling really stressed out really fed up to just thinking oh do you know what I'm glad to be alive and then there's that, that shift in your body straight away and the third thing really it's focusing on on the heart energy as well so what I do is I just place my left palm over my heart my right palm over my left palm and I just take a moment just to notice the sensations and the feelings in my heart and I just take a nice breath into my heart 
and breathe out. And just feel gratitude in that moment. I just feel it in my body. And just doing that, that's one of my favorite practices. And again, I repeat it daily because if you do something once, it won't become automatic. And we work on a set of automatic programs, automatic behaviors. We're caught in our, our automatic thought patterns and loops and emotional patterns. And if you start practicing a new pattern, it, it soon becomes automatic. It becomes part of your subconscious program. And then you've got this new emotional program. And I tell you what, doing that, it's changed my life. It really has. So that, that that's my sort of top three. That's such simple um, tips that you put into place. Um, if you had asked me 10 years ago, I would say that gratitude to me had to be something big and, you know, um, fiery or colorful or like, special and to me special meant that it had to be seen and it had to be heard and that it couldn't be quiet and private and even within me and the things that you have shared are well they're simple and they're quiet and I think that is indicative of exactly what you said it's a shift in your practice because it changes your state of being so I seem to be picking up from you that gratitude is not some external thing Gratitude sorta is your way of living. Yes, you've just hit the nail on the head. Gratitude is a state of being. If you change your state of being, when you feel gratitude, you change your state of being, your emotional signature, your vibration, how you feel in your body. And it's just that, it's that, it's that simple. Absolutely. It's an interesting perspective. Um, and it's also not the natural perspective to suddenly hear somebody say something so foreign if you're not in that mind space and say, yeah, that sounds like something I want and to grab it and take it and adopt it. But it is something that you can try and see how it resonates with you. And slowly you shift into that practice with no, with no judgment. What about you, Marianne? What is your practice like? Yeah, so for me, I don't know if I have a true practice, but I do agree with you. It is uh, a mindset and it's a way of being. And for me, um, I think as a being a trying to be a positive person or see at least the positive aspects of any situation, I think that leads itself to gratitude because you can't have gratitude and have negativity at the same time, right? Because you're opening it up to what's good about the situation as opposed to what's bad. So it's kind of a cup half full versus cup half empty, depending on the type of approach you have. And it's, and sometimes we may, the negative may, um, I guess, overtake, depending on the situation, if there's a big challenge in front of us or a child's not maybe behaving the way we'd like or certain challenges that are facing us. But what I found is that take that situation and try to find the good in it. You may not find it right away, but over time, you may learn from that experience, that hardship and that challenge, and then that leads you to a new purpose, perhaps, and then you become grateful for that. So I'm kind of kind of rambling, but, but the point is, um, I try to see the good in the situation, and I try to each day um, see how far my kids have come, um, how far I've come, and and also kind of like you started this podcast with a nice um, appreciation for me. Well, that's you showing being grateful for me. And that's 
that I think by, by, by expressing our gratitude to other people and how we appreciate them, I think that also lifts them up to be more grateful and appreciative and, and uh, put them in a positive space as well. That's a lovely one. The remembering that the way that you express things that you may keep inside. A lot of the time you you do appreciate people, but so often we keep it to ourselves. And you can totally change the way that person feels that day by saying there's something about you. I remember saying to Vicky, it was her smile to me. That really lit me up when we met. She was giggling all over the place. I think her dog ran in and jumped all over her during our podcast. And we had a blast trying to figure out how we were going to navigate around the dog. <laughs> um, so I don't, I don't think it was the easiest podcast to manage. But we ended up having fun. And, um, and we worked around it and, and all was well. In fact, when things go wrong, sometimes you get deeper connection, right? Because it's not just, okay, let me ask this automated question, let you give the canned answer, and let's, you know, get out of this call. It's a more human connection, and that's something to be grateful for. In my case, the strangest thing um, prompted gratitude for me recently. Um, so I, I also have a gratitude practice. I start my day with gratitude. And I learned that because of Emma, um, I used to be really, really sad every morning when I woke up because the realization of the challenges of my life would descend upon me when, when I woke up. And I'd be like, oh, different day, same situation, sort of thinking. And woe is me and life is so hard, et cetera, et cetera. And um, some resentment, some isolation, some loneliness, some fear those kinds of things would start my day off. And one day I woke up and I heard Em laughing. And the cutest little laugh was just going through the house and filling the house. And um, something made me pause and realize that where I was seeing darkness, my daughter, who is the person who was hurt, I wasn't hurt. I have all the same abilities I ever had. But my daughter, who lost it all and is bedridden, brain injured, heart issues, dislocated hips, and the list goes on, was laughing and was joyful that the day had come and God had given her another day and she was hearing the birds outside. And I realized that she accepted herself exactly as she was. And she was going to live to the max of her ability. And she was grateful. And nobody had to teach her how to be grateful. And nobody had to tell her in some course that she was enough or worthy because she had never lost that connection and that knowledge. And I had lost it. And that day, right after the darkness, came this light and this light was pure gratitude that in that bed next door, I have the best teacher. She can't speak, she can't see, she can't move. But she's the best little teacher because she comes from a place of pure light and joy. And so I have not forgotten since. It's about a year and a half now. And every single day, I start the day with gratitude for the bird on the tree outside, for the sunshine shining in my life, 
for the people who are the exact people I want in my family. I mean, how lucky am I? And that's a wonderful place to start. We might all be very flawed, but I wouldn't choose life any other way than to have these people. So the, the, the next one that came was about a month ago. I got this sore throat. And we always take real good care of Em because when she gets sick, she loses weight and she is not in a good place. So we immediately quarantined me just within our home. And I stopped going into her room and my husband started doing everything with her. So I started to take care of my son because he also had some virus and I think I got it from him. And he, we split the house in half and he saw about her and we didn't have very much interaction. One week later, my, my son was better and so was I. But all of a sudden, after two days of feeling well, I got sick again. And something said to me, and that's the power of intuition, do a COVID test. And I did. And it immediately turned to the two stripes and said, okay, you have COVID. That was scary because COVID can be really dangerous for them. I ended up within two days of getting diagnosed on a nebulizer six times a day. And I'm not really an unwell person. So you know how everybody says, if you have comorbidities, look out because COVID is so dangerous, etc. I was like, you know, I'm fine. I had asthma since I was a child, but I have not had asthma in years. So I thought I was fine. I didn't define myself as having comorbidities or anything. But all of a sudden there was unable to stand from my bed to go two feet away to the closet to get, you know, a nightgown without getting asthma, without being unable to, 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 to breathe, without having to sit and try to catch my breath for about half an hour. And so all of a sudden life looked like it wasn't sure. I didn't know if I could, if I would be around to come out of it. And I didn't even know how that had suddenly flipped. And I was scared. I never said, I didn't say this to my husband. He, he'll listen to this episode and know that I was pretty scared. But I was really scared because I didn't expect to be so sick. Everything was hurting. I couldn't move. I was isolated for two weeks. And then five o'clock one morning, uh, my husband called me on video call. And my daughter was seizing massively. And I'm on the video call and I'm the one who goes and does the first aid usually when she has seizures. He didn't know how because we do some breathing things with her and it usually cuts it shorter. But I was the only one who used to do it because as luck would have it, I've always been the one around when she seizes. And I was there on this video looking at my child, seizing and screaming. And I couldn't go into the next room. And I had to tell him, and he was frightened out of his mind. He said, Marsh, you have to show me what to do. And I don't know if I could do it right. And it felt like the end of the world, honestly. 
but he learned. He did it, and she immediately came out of the seizure. And he now knows, and so does the nurse. We taught her after. Um, and she's fine. But if I had to define hell, it was that moment. And so I came out of COVID and walking outside of that door was a big moment of gratitude. I still was cautious and not interacting much with them. But just being able to make myself a cup of tea, wash my hands in a different sink, strange little things, wash my own clothes that had been piling up because nobody took it out of the room to wash. I washed my own clothes um, after the thing, you know, after the quarantine. Those things that I usually look at as mundane or drudgery, I felt gratitude for those things. And more than that, I took, you know, I walked to my kitchen, which is not very far away. And by the time I got there, I was soaking wet because I'm not able to put out energy yet without being tired. But in the moment when I think that, I realize, for example, I've just spoken multiple paragraphs without having to stop to breathe. You know, I couldn't say one sentence without that. So every moment right now, I'm having these gratitude reminders. And that's amazing. It's amazing to see that my life that's full of challenges and that I'm aware of sparks gratitude even in the challenges right now because I get to be here. And because I get in the middle of the challenges to have hope that we can move beyond the challenges. That's amazing. So I don't need a celebration or a holiday. But I think that if you do have a celebration or holiday, it's a wonderful opportunity to really wring that holiday dry, really make the most of it and say to each person, as, as Marianne has said, let's share what we are grateful for. And at least to me, the people in my life would be central and the ability to become more of who we truly are, whatever it is that's inside here slumbering, to discover it and to take it out and to develop it and to leave a legacy, to serve others and to make a difference. And you don't have to have your name in lights or anything like that because it could be service that's silent and just in your home. But whatever that is, to me, that's the thing that we get to say I'm grateful for as well, that we may not realize. And now you know why I'm a lecturer. So let's pause and go to Vicky and Marianne. <laughs> oh, do you know that's beautiful, beautiful, Marsha? I, I, you just, you've inspired me just listening to you. You're, you're an incredible person, an incredible human being. And you inspire me. You really do. I'm so grateful. Yeah. For, for, you know, how, who gets to meet one after the next because of a podcast? people who are changing the world in their own ways. And who gets to meet somebody who is a total stranger and realizing like 20 minutes 
this person is no longer a stranger. This person is somebody who shares some part of your heart or shares some value of yours. And there's a network across the whole world now that feels like, okay, good. This is the reason that this journey is happening for me and for them. Because we all get stronger in sharing our message and making that difference by connecting. I echo Vicky. I mean, what you said was beautiful and it touched me as well, especially the part about um, about M and her daily gratitude and just her joy of being alive and, and your joy in that as well. And so, and even as you're describing your gratitude as you were overcoming your illness, and I'm so glad you you did and, and shared your beautiful story about it. I saw so many little opportunities to be grateful within your story. You know, the fact that you had your husband who was able to take care of the other side of the house and take care of your daughter to do what needed to be done and, and to learn and for him and the nurse to be able to implement what you're able to, to share over the video. Be thankful that we have the, the capabilities to have that technology. Grateful that, um, you know, for every every little thing that, that got you to that point and for getting better and all that. And so, yeah, I, you know, I appreciate your light and the message that you share with people and the way you touch us and everybody else as well. And I guess, you know, sometimes we don't realize there's so many great people out there. And so by seeing the humanity and, what we can each offer, I think we can see maybe, you know, in each person out there that they too have something to offer. Sometimes we may not see that. They may be focused on one thing and represent themselves in a certain way for whatever setting that they're in, but maybe they too have challenges. Maybe they too have things that they can offer and share and uplift us as well. And so, like you said, it's kind of just a matter of stepping back, taking the time to appreciate each person for what they are and what they can offer and letting them know that they are appreciated. And no one ever feels bad for being complimented or being appreciated, then they tend to appreciate the other person even more as well. So yeah, I think it's it's a, it's contagious. I think having gratitude, it, it, it affects everybody in the whole household as well as lifting us up as well. Yeah. So you gave me an idea there. We actually have a voice message link in our Anchor podcast. And so I'll put that link into the show notes. And if our listeners, our followers can leave one thing that you are grateful for as a voice message for us, I'll make a bonus episode just by compiling all of our gratitudes. I'll put it out on the podcast. That will be a wonderful way all around the world to hear. What's your life like and what are you grateful for? And we can celebrate your American Thanksgiving. I think it's the 27th of November, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, whatever the fourth Thursday is, my son knows those dates offhand. He's it's Mr. the 24th Collins. of November. 24th. Thursday the 24th. Yeah. yeah. So on Thursday the 24th, if we get those messages coming in, I'll compile them and we'll put them out. And we can have a nice little celebration just seeing what people around the world are doing how they are celebrating their Thanksgiving. So this episode is not meant to be very, very long, but we're just going to leave you with one thing that we recommend to you to help you to feel thanks. If today doesn't particularly feel thankful, um, you know, full of thanks for you, if it feels a little bogged down. Let's start with Vicky. 
Oh, thank you, Marja. So I'm sorry, I'm feeling very emotional from what you said and from what Marianne said, um, because I tell you what, I'm so grateful to be able to connect with women like you, with people who are coming from that message of love and connection and gratitude and awareness. It's, it's one of the things I'm most grateful for, actually. It's been one of the biggest things in my healing journey is to have the opportunity to connect with people sharing this message. So I'm so grateful for that. I just wanted to thank you both. I wanted to thank you, Marsha, and you, Marianne. I'm so grateful for you both. Um, I would probably say the one thing um, I would go back to saying what I said before, really, and that is just stopping in the moment. And the thing that I will say every single day is I am grateful for this breath in my body. I am grateful to, to have this life. That's that's my biggest thing. Okay, thanks. And Marianne? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, you know, so many things to be grateful for, every little thing that my kids accomplished and looking back over the years, they made so many strides that I couldn't have imagined back then. And for myself personally, uh, several years ago, I went through a divorce and out of that, even though you know, you would think, why would you be grateful for a divorce? Well, that's led me on a journey to help other families who are also have special needs kids and facing divorce. And so that fills me with joy and helps other people. And I get so much gratitude from them. And it just, it's a good feeling that, you know, what I was able to, to deal with and overcome now can help other people. And so the other day actually was, would have been my, my 25th wedding anniversary. Honestly, it was a hard day for me because I had mixed emotions. But you know what? I gave gratitude for those good years that I had, for the marriage that I did have when it was for most of the time, you know, up until just the end, you know, was a was a great experience. And it, you know, my kids were the result of that and the happy memories we have. And so yeah, you can look at the negative things in your life and kind of forget about the good things, but it's also good to remember there were there were joys. You know, over the years that maybe sometimes we forget or don't want to think about. But yeah, I'm grateful for everything I have experienced and, and for my future path that lays ahead of me as, as well. Okay, and mine is that you might be standing right now in a place that feels dark. And when we are in the middle of a dark place, it might be very hard to see the light. So when somebody says, well, be grateful, that seems a little bit ridiculous. And you might even get angry or insulted by them saying that because they don't acknowledge that you're going through a hard time and they seem to be brushing it off. Uh, try this, which is, remember back to a time when you felt dark like this, you felt darkness like this, and now realize how far you've come from that. That you did get through, that you have learned so many skills, that you have adapted, and look how much you've grown. Look how wonderful things turned out, even though it's tough now. Remember that you've been able to do it before. Remember that that strength is within you. That capacity is within you already. And this challenge is bringing that out. Feel grateful that you have those resources. Believe it. Just let it bubble up and use them. 
So on behalf of Vicky, Marianne, and myself, Marsha, we wish you all the best. If you're celebrating Thanksgiving, enjoy your day with your family, with your loved ones, and with yourself, because some of us do spend the day on our own. But you aren't alone because so many other people hold you special. There's somebody who appreciates you. Have a wonderful day, everybody. All the best.